Sunday show. Before we get into the show, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by the Birdsaw Law from the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media, located at 918 Poetry Street by the Superdome. Give them a call at 504-523-5413. If you or someone you know has been involved in an accident, and be sure to mention we sent you Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Propel's Talk. Exciting show tonight. I'm actually really excited. I got Christian Clark joining the show. Lido in studio, Chaz virtual. Chaz, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well, man. Excited about tonight's uh, broadcast. I'm very oh, yeah. excited. I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited about tonight. Lido, go ahead. Say, man, I got questions. Uh, a lot of unanswered things in the in the piece that he put out. A lot of, lot of, lot of dancing around. Multiple pieces. We're gonna get into the Aaron Nelson stuff. We're yeah. gonna get into the Brandingham Zion Williamson stuff. We're gonna get into all that. Uh, but before we get into that, we got to talk about what we've been wanting. We've been wanting change of the coaching staff. Leo, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to get to Chaz. Borrego hired. <laughs> yeah. James Borrego, former, former head coach of Charlotte Hornets. We've been talking about this. Yeah. We've been needing a, head, a former head coach, and we've been needing an X and, X's and O's guys. He, check, he checks both of those boxes off. Now, I know a lot of people say, uh, you know, 28th in offensive rating, so on and so forth. There are a lot of stats there. But one thing, you know, watching some film today, I like his philosophy of off-ball movement. I like how he uses bigs as screeners. I like how he uses shooting. You know, he'll, he'll have misdirection one way, he'll come back another way. Th- this is the right step in the direction, in my opinion, for Coach Willie Green because he needs one of those guys, and he got it. And him and Griffin, they they made it a priority to get Borrego. They wanted him. They've been wanting him since day one, and they got him. What are your thoughts on the hire? I think that it's a good hire. I think having an offensive mind, <laughs> I mean – Next to Willie versus what you saw um, with him last year, uh, uh, coaching with him last year is, is definitely a help to Willie uh, and us in general. I think um, Borrego, I think, was ninth, eighth, eighth in offensive rating. His last year. In his last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can look at, I think, depending on how they play this Kyra, uh, you know, this Kyra thing. Uh, and the the other young guys going forward, I think this is this could this could provide some sort of stability for them as well. Uh, you saw him thrive. You saw Lamelo thrive under him. You saw <clears throat> what's his name? Uh, yeah, Rogier. He he said he so he's had Rogier. I, I did a list. So he had Rogier. He had uh, Ball. He had Kemba, Gordon Hayward. Yeah. um, and some others. And you saw the ascension of Miles Bridges, uh, like right before. He he had that awesome year. Uh, I think the year before last. Yeah, you saw you saw the you saw him take that step. So it seems like uh, Borrego can get to the ear of young guys, and he he has the mental dexterity to kind of think of putting them in positions where they can be successful. Um, I mean, there are cons. But, of course, there's always cons. But luckily, I want to say this: luckily, though, the cons won't apply to us because he's not the coach. And and that's I'm glad you said that, Chaz, because I want to get to you about this, right? Some of his cons were he was a horrific defensive coach. Well, that doesn't matter because you got Willie Green and Collins to handle that. Um, he didn't really have much in Charlotte, Chaz. Like you come into this situation and you come in with Zion Williamson, Brandingham, CJ McCollum, and Trey Murphy. I think those four guys offensively are, are better than any player he's ever had in Charlotte. Do you do you dis- do you agree or disagree with that? I disagree, but I, I certainly hope all four aren't returning. Wait, um, hold up, hold up. Why do you disagree with that though? 
No, I said, I, I think I said, I agree. Did oh, I you I agree. I'm sorry. I, I must have misheard you. Go ahead. Yeah. I may, I may have misspoke, but I, one thing I didn't misspeak about, I certainly hope all four of those gentlemen you just named don't return. But um, that being the case, I think it's a good first move. I like it. I like it as an isolated move. It does have its cons. Like uh, I worry about his rotations. You know, I, I think, you know, one, one thing I am concerned about is Willie Green having another guy who's a, um, a player's coach type guy on the bench and uh, who um, has, has questionable rotations in the past offensively. You know, I think, I think the man's uh, exceptional what he does. I didn't, I never wanted him to leave when he originally left the coaching staff and he went on to have, you know, um, success in Charlotte. He had a, you know, ups and downs in uh, Orlando. I believe he was at for uh, a while, but um, I think, I think he's a good coach. Um, I just hope he isn't, you know, hope he isn't joining the staff alone. I hope this is the first move and, um, you know, and I hope, I hope this is the first domino to fall in addition to the coaching staff. Do you think, so I know you're going to ask this to Christian, but there was never any mention of Casey Hill. So what is, is that, is that it for Casey Hill? Like, is he off the staff? You know? Did I stump you that question? Okay, because there's no mention that he's been one released, right? Or I mean, I don't know if he's in a contract here, but there was no there was no mention that he got fired. There was no mention mention of that. No mention Nelson got fired. No. So um, I think the question is: uh, is is Casey Hill still on the staff? There's no way. I mean, I hope. Are we are we talking like? What do you mean? Yeah, yo, we're talking. Yo, like, I, yo, like, <laughs> I mean, I, he don't need to be on the staff. Like, I ain't seen nothing on on him in his. I have not. I haven't seen any of his gifts be a reason to retain him. Yeah. What would be the reason to? What would be the reason to keep him? He he had limited offensive uh, integration, and I, I get you know who was hurt. I know who wasn't out. Um, but it felt like. Very stagnant, and it was. I think the main thing, though, like regardless, is it was inconsistent in the scheme. Whatever the scheme was, we really don't know. Like you tell us point five, and then you don't really play that. So I don't. I don't know if that's. Do you think that's a that's because he never really had a consistent starting lineup? Is that like a like if we're looking at it both ways, right? Do you think okay, well, if we give Casey, I'm a, I'm gonna answer this question. I think James Hill, James Borrego is a better offensive mind than Casey Hill. Hundred percent. This isn't even this is an upgrade, Chaz. There's no way you have to agree with the with that. This is an upgrade. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a clear upgrade. Uh, I think I do think that um, as far as the offense's performance this past season, as it pertains to Casey Hill specifically, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. You got a person like Zion. You know, and Herb, when he has some of those crazy outputs, he has 30-plus games. I, I was looking at some Trey highlights the other day. You know, Trey scoring 30-plus points on two made three-point attempts. Like, that's, you know, when you have things like that happen, happening, it's going to make the offense look a little better than it probably is normally. But I don't think anyone can say that uh, Casey Hill did a a good job. <laughs> like, I think this is a clear, it's a clear upgrade. Yeah. It's a clear upgrade, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's what we wanted to see from Griffin. So I guess we got to get to our next topic, right? And so, Chaz, we'll start with you because it's one of your topics you want to talk about as Griff reached his breaking point. And what, what, what we mean by that is, and we're going to ask this to Christian too, but is this kind of a do-or-die season for Griff? I, like you can, I feel like 
this is different from other years. Like there's multiple, there's been multiple, and a lot have been, um, you know, released to the public. There've been multiple changes already. You know, um, yeah. Do you think, do you think he's reached his breaking point? I think, um, yeah, in, in certain instances, you know, some things remain to be seen. I, I need to know. I'm not fully convinced yet because I think everything he's done so far, that's been the low hanging fruit. You know what I'm saying? That, those have been the easy adjustments. You know what I'm saying? Aside from, you know, his history with, um, you know, Nelson and, you know, their relationship, I, I think those were the, the easy things to make higher in Beregno, removing, um, you know, um, Nelson. I don't want to say firing, but removing Nelson. Uh, he spoke about the analytics department not being good enough. You saw at the end of the season that analytics guy isn't here anymore. You know, there's certain things where you're just like, all right, that's the easy part. But the, the issue I'm having is, bro, your breaking point should have been last year, like last offseason. Everything to me seems like it's it's just a day late and a dollar short. You could still turn this thing around, but you don't want to – you know, you don't want to wait till you're desperate to start making some of these adjustments. Well, I, I think he's reached that point now, Chaz. Uh, you make a good point. We, we talked about, and we, we talked about upgrading the roster last year, and it's easy saying, you know, we're playing Monday quarterback and things like that, and hindsight's 2020. But, but Lito, he made a tough decision with Nelson. And, like, a lot of people don't realize the relationship that Griff and Nelly had. Like, we're talking really close friends. We're talking... He got approved of a $4 million renovation for, uh, of the practice facility. He had a lot of say and, you know, burst and things like that and all that. Like Griffin made that move. Um, whether people like it or not, he made the move. Uh, do you, do you think in your opinion, do you think more moves are coming or do you think that that includes staff that includes player, you know, roster, et cetera. Do you think more moves are coming? I hope so. What would you like to see? I mean, I, I, I'd like to see more, uh, I like to see roster turnover uh, from, you know, the 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 bottom. Well, let me say this: depending on what they decide to do with this pick, how they chose to play the draft, uh, I think I can give you from then like what I want to see on the roster. Yeah. Um, I think you got to look at the bottom half of the roster though. The Hernan Gomez is on back. Hayes, Hernan Gomez, um, Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple's still on the Kyle. <laughs> Kyra, I mean, there's four guys right there. I think you got to look at them and make them playable players. You gotta, you gotta, they gotta be rotation guys. It can't be, I'm a, I'm a play undermine, undermine that center, and, and we just go get killed on the glass and and be even weaker uh, interior wise. Um, I want, I mean, <clears throat> I think the whole we should look at the whole spectrum of the of the team he said changes top to bottom um you know i was hoping trajan would get the new york uh the dc job um i i feel like i feel like <laughs> i feel like you want to say something i do i'm trying to be politically correct uh you brought you brought me nico melly you, you, you brought me didi lazada you, <laughs> you know, like I, I really don't see the. I thought his strength was in uh, discovering overseas talent, mm -hmm. but like you, you, you talk Nico Melli up like he was gonna be 
Like he's guy. supposed to be guy. He's supposed to be the guy. Like he even find another team after us. Like he's not he, an NBA player. And he was on steroids. Was he really? No, I'm talking about Didi. My bad. I mean, Didi, Didi was oh, on steroids. Was. And right. he couldn't stick that. around. Hey, is he still in Portland? Nah, I don't think so. Man, Didi back in Brazil. He's done yeah. too. Yeah. And who's uh, Carlo, right? Chaz? I mean, I know. Yeah, I, my, listen, my son. Um, a lot of people have been talking about Carlo. Chaz, you're you're big on him. Do you like him a lot? Is there a chance that he can be? Is he better he than Jackson over? Hayes? I think I think he's probably. Um, I think they're at least comparable, which is bad because you're talking about a fourth year professional player going into his uh, fifth professional professional year and comparing him to a you know an overseas prospect. Talking about a guy you picked eight and comparing him <laughs> to an overseas prospect. Uh, I like Carlo because I like his ability to. Uh, you know, as a potential rim defender, uh, athleticism off the charts. But again, you know, it's an overseas prospect. You know what I'm saying? He's not facing, you know, the creme de la creme over there. But um, that is – those are some of the improvements I would like to see. I would have liked to see Trajan. Um, like when we talk about Griff's breaking point, this is the second season where we've seen Trajan kind of, you know, go out there and look for other jobs. And it's like, you know – Motherfucker flunking these interviews. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, I don't know what's happening, but they're like, nah, we're going to go in another direction on these interviews. So I don't know if that's, you know, a, a credit to his interviewing skills or maybe, you know, he's I'm sure he's not just deciding to stay with the Pelicans. So when I speak about Griff being in his breaking point, I wonder if Griff is still firing people because he didn't fire Nelson. He didn't fire the analytics guy the analytics guy just went and got another job at alabama somewhere he's not like you know publicly firing people officially Smart. like collins Smart. you know I, i'm it's a little bit confusing to what collins's actual role is but he went and interviewed for the pistons job you know after one season and you heard griff allude to yo we are we with the talent we do have, are we giving them the opportunity to be on the floor and contribute? You know, Collins has some say in the rotations and things of that nature. So it, it's just interesting to me um, when you see some of these people interview for other jobs and they're um, you're like, oh, wouldn't you want to keep them? It's like, nah, you need to go find something else, brother. Yeah, I mean, Willie, so Willie, I feel like me and Lito were just talking about the Chaz. I, I mm. think this was Casey was the last Casey and Corey Brewer and Teaspoon, the last three from the Van Van Stan Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy era. And I want Brewer to say, You got Vincent. Uh, as well. I hear Frank great. Vincent. Well, Vincent's been, Vincent's been, yeah, he's he been here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I want, I want Brewer to say, I think, go ahead, Teaspoon, no, go ahead. I think Teaspoon's still, she's still here. I think, yeah, yeah, she's still here. Right. And Brewer's definitely here. Yeah. Um, and Casey Hill was the last one on the on the. Hey, 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 I have a question. Yeah, are we the only team in the NBA with like a shooting doctor? Nah, no, no way. Are we they, the, uh, team? the Spurs? The Spurs have one. Is he? Is he? Uh, is he? Is he as good as Fred Vincent? That's what they say. I mean, that's the guy who was supposedly working with Dejounte, and he was like, "Well, you couldn't fix Dejounte," and I'm like. Respect to Fred, but Fred got like one success story. I mean, Fred living off Lonzo, like you know that's a big, could be a big, a pretty big success story. Um, yeah. Well, I guess I one of the two years. 
<laughs> well, yeah, th- hey, listen, you got you gotta give his props to I guess Trey Murphy, right? Or is Trey? Was, Trey uh, what? I mean, Wait, that was a skill. That's what he came. Yeah, he came with the league. Came here ready. I'm trying. I'm trying. I give you. I give you. What about Brandon? What about Brandon? What about Brandon? Brandon don't shoot threes. Yeah, Brandon. No, but since he's gotten here, he's gotten better at shooting threes. You got to give him credit there. He shot. 39% on two attempts last year. And before that, he shot like 33% or like four I, attempts. I'm not dissing uh, Coach Vincent. I think yeah, it's not his fault. Yeah. Dope, you know what I'm saying? But I, I just, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, pull, I feel like we put a lot of, we put a lot of uh, cachet into that. In, in, the, in the saying, what we got, oh, Fred could fix him. Yep. I don't, I don't know. Chaz, <clears throat> do you think if we have a, another year like this, you think Griff's done? Um, or do you no. think that, or do you think that he's got a couple more years left? I, I think, I think if he has another year, see, it depends on how you determine success this year. I think anything less than a playoff than a series victory this year, I think Griff is in his lame duck year next year. It don't really make no sense to fire him at that point. You probably just keep him there and you kind of bring in maybe a traditional GM and let the traditional GM have all the decision making. Powers. I think you do them like Dale Demps. You don't really like. I'm not gonna let you make any major <laughs> trades because you just you keep right. dropping the ball. But that's why I think it's so critical this year. With like you know with teaspoons and and uh, you know credit to Fred Vincent, but like you know like Fred Vincent's and and just all that you got to kind of just get all that out the building. Like all the shit that I, I just got to be honest. Look, all the stuff that's for appearances and political reasons and. All these things, or we want a good human being, like, yeah, whatever. Like, then you're not getting results. You know what I'm saying? You need this is about results. This is this is a result-driven business. So you got to get all them people out the paint. It's it's time to move on. You know what I'm saying? And you, if they you, just don't you would want to move on from Vincent. Uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, I ain't really you got your if your job here, it, if what you known for is uh making hamburgers, but all the hamburgers nasty, they burnt. What the fuck I need you for? Like, why why you here? Dyson can't shoot. Her can't really shoot. Um, Brandon can't really shoot. Zion doesn't shoot. Uh, Josh Richardson was hit. Well, I can't say Josh Richardson because he didn't really work with him. But Jose can't really, he ain't no amazing marksman or nothing like that. And some idiot is gonna bring up, well, Jose hit eight threes in one game. All right, motherfucker. Like, who cares? Like, what? Who cares? Like, okay. I think Vince is very well respected throughout the league. I, I don't think I, he's really. I can. Can I say something? I don't think that the. I think the roster construction really actually does a disservice to Fred Vincent. But that's why opinion. you hire guys like Aaron Nelson I know. and Fred Vincent. But no, no, but Chaz, you, you got to be able to get like guys that can actually shoot the ball. I mean, like, not everybody can be a, a project. You can't just go and be like, hey, Najee Marshall, and hey, Jose, and hey, you know. Even but, Zion, you can't give them six projects to work on. But opinion. that's contradictory. Of all right, so how come when everybody leaves, they just magically become like Drew Holiday left? He's a better shooter. Uh, Josh, well, all right, besides a bit of a Drew, better shooter. Besides Drew, because because at, at a certain point, it's like, all right, look, the reason you hire an Aaron Nelson is so you can take chances on guys who kind of like have injury history because he's a. He's a renowned guy in his field. He's used to, you know, repairing guys and, you know, extracting value out of players who were thought to be broken down. The reason you keep uh, Fred Vincent on your staff is because he's known as the guy who fixed Lonzo's shot. He's known as a guy who works with players and he helps them excel 
from a um a shooting standpoint. But if you're not seeing those results, there's no reason to you know keep these people necessarily. Now in Nelson's thing, you know, there's is a lot more nuance to it. And Fred's thing, yeah, it could be a thing where people just don't want to work with him. But I, I know you're working with Dyson. I know you're working with Herb. I know you're working with Brandon. I know you was working with Drew. Like, I know these things. And <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you just me, like, <laughs> I feel like, my bad, you done? No, you, I'm, I'm good, bro. I, man, I feel like, and again, this is no disrespect to Fred, Fred but I, I particularly like for Willie's sake, I just want him to be able to get who he wants to get. I want to, I want a clean high. I want a clean sweep of everything that was in place before him. And to be fair to him, because again, if if he gonna get the blame, let him buy the groceries, let him make the decisions, and let him make the dishes or or decide who's cooking, right? Like I feel like I think I think again, I think Fred is a well respected shooting coach. I just feel like is that who Willie Green wants? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't know. And that was my biggest thing about when Willie Green got the job two years ago. He had to inherit all these people. He only got to bring Chaz one person over. It was Collins, okay? Yeah. Like, whatever. So then, throughout the last couple of years, like, I, that's why I didn't think last year, like, I, I know we were pretty tough on Willie, but shit, he didn't have his guys, man. Like, this is his guy now. This is this is his guy, Borrego. Right. Collins is his guy, right? Now, Vincent, whatever. I mean, he's he's yeah. the fourth assistant. Like, he I, had the analytics dude, too, I think. He brought in an analytics dude from Golden State as well. Uh, not not the guy that... Uh, yeah, not not the... C- it's uh, some other guy. He, that's his yeah. guy as well. Hold up. Is this his guy, though? Is Borrego Boom. his guy? Or did Griff... This is this is his guy. All right. Cool. I want Griff this to ease up guy. on Willie. I want, I want Griff to not be Jerry Jones, and I want mm-hmm. him to let Willie do his thing. Do you think yeah. that's at least fair? I, I agree. Chaz, like, I, you... Griffin's got to stop micromanaging his whole thing. Like, let Willie just be Willie. Let him get his guys in. I feel like he's, I feel like the Sam Van Gundy firings, like, finally over with. Like, I know they're still paying, I think, one more year, but, like, the rest of the assistant coaches are gone. Like, I think this is finally a step in the right direction that Willie Green is finally getting his guys. I think everyone deserves a fair chance to succeed or fail, right, for Willie, especially as the head coach. And he hasn't had all of his horses, like, you know, as far as even players on the floor, right? Right. Some things I think are independent of you not having a good staff around you, though. Timeout <laughs> management, some of the rotations, just understanding of time and situation, just certain things. I, messaging, I think certain things are independent of that, right? And as far as Griff micromanaging, and we'll talk about this more when Christian comes on the show, but it's a little bit of contradiction going on because with, with who? We're just like the narrative around it, like the last, like maybe what we've been four years, last four years, right? Because when you look at the Brandon and Zion situation, and then when you look at Griff with maybe some of the moves that he's made and stuff like that, it's like on one end, it seems like Griff is this dictator, and on the other end, it seems like the tail is wagging the dog. Hey, that's so true. it's like either either he's a warden or he isn't <laughs> like you know so that's why i don't really i i, I sometimes i'm kind of like like if griff said i give i gave him the answers to the test and he failed right and i'm like well he did have a pretty good roster that one had a pretty good roster 
and all you say, I gave Willie Green the answers to the. Or he didn't say this, but what I'm saying, if a person, if he was to say, I gave Willie Green the answers to some of these questions, and, and he still failed in some instances, I would say, well, yeah, that roster wasn't bad enough for you to be this bad in certain points. I was gonna, I was, I want to say, I want to make this point, you know, because you talk about changes from top to bottom, and 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 Chaz brings up uh, contradicting himself. He said changes from top to bottom, right? He, mm-hmm. he, that was word for word. Uh, that's what he said. And then he said, I don't know if it was a week later, but, he, but then he said, we're going to make tweaks. Oh, I didn't hear that. I, 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 I didn't hear that one. No, I don't want tweaks. I, I you, thought that you, was you, a, y'all didn't hear that. No, nah, that like, was a, that was the same that? interview, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, he's like, no. He said he said top to bottom, and then like a couple weeks later, or like maybe oh, a week nah. later, he said tweaks. I didn't hear that. I never saw that. I promise, I didn't hear that. I didn't see that at all. Because I I'd have definitely had something to say about that. Yeah, because yeah, that's backtrack. <laughs> like a week wanna, later backtrack. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I was gonna say, um, just based on everything we, we Chad said, you said, I said, like I know we talking about Griff on the high seat, and I do think the seat is a little high for Griff personally. But do you think, you know, if this don't work out this season, you're looking at a change in head coaching? Well, we're gonna get Christian on here after this commercial break. Uh, let's hear from our sponsors from the Birdsall Law Firm. This podcast is sponsored by the Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media. Birdsaw Law Firm is a family practice that has been a staple in the greater New Orleans area since 1963. Specializing in automobile accidents and slip and falls for the past 60 years, you can trust the Birdsaw Law Firm to handle your claim professionally while treating you like family in the process. The Birdsaw Law Firm is located at 918 Poitier Street near the Superdome. Give them a call today at 504-523-5413 or message them on Instagram if you or someone you know has been involved in an accident. Be sure to mention Boot Crew Media sent you to get your free consultation today. Once again, you can reach them at 504-523-5413. Burt's All Law Firm, official injury lawyers of Propel's Talk. Going to bring on Christian Clark, reporter for NOLA.com, and the host from the Wing Podcast. Catch his show on YouTube or any major streaming platform. Christian, how you doing tonight? Thanks for joining the show. Hey guys, what's going on? Christian, doing, what's man? up, man? First off, great job over the last week, man. Really been enjoying your articles. Um, we're gonna get right into it. Uh, you know, I guess I'll start off with the questions, but you know, you, you see now Griff with the shakeup of the medical staff. He's hiring Borrego. <laughs> um, do you feel like he's feeling the heat a little bit this offseason? Ooh, a spicy one, like right off the bat here. Um, yeah, I would say that, like, I, the seat is definitely not hot, but I would say, yeah, it is increased in, in temperature by a few degrees. I mean, I feel like there's there's nothing he could do where it's like he's not in charge of this team going into next season. But, I I mean, my kind of feeling is next season better go well. I mean, there there better be some results. I mean, I... I like my kind of read on the last four years is I actually do think there's been organizational progress and they're a better organization than they were four years ago, but it just not has not translated into to winning the way anyone would have liked. Why do you think that? Well, and I agree with you, Christian. I, I agree that the organization is in a better spot than it was four or five years ago, but is that, is, is that basically just because Zion and Brandon can't consistently stay on the court? Yeah, to me, that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, I think I've said it 10 million times since the season ended, but you know, since Willie Green became the head coach of this team, Zion and Brandon have played 12 games together. I mean, to me, that's the the most significant statistic of of the Willie Green era so far. They just can't get their best two players 
on the floor at the same time, unfortunately. Um, and you know, it starts there with me. Like, I think when I look at this roster and, and everyone, if everyone can actually play, like, I think it's a pretty good roster. I mean, I felt great about this roster, you know, going into the start of last season. And I felt like, you know, that was like, we kind of saw why those, those first couple of months, I mean, that was a really nice team. I think there's some really nice role players on this roster. I mean, Trey Murphy's already a good role player. He's got a, a chance to become something more than that. Um, but it's it's just the, theoretical, you know. Like if the Brooklyn Nets were the greatest theoretical team of all time, this is the the greatest theoretical young core of all time. Christian, man, what's up? Um, I got so going off the temperature of the article <clears throat> uh, about how some of the players in the locker room were frustrated with Brandon and his unwillingness to play through what they perceived as minor injuries. Um, do you think there's a real possibility that Brandon gets moved this summer? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess starting out with like the first part of that, I mean, I, I think that there, like I can say with certainty, like there were definitely a handful of guys who were frustrated um, I think some of the guys were on Brandon's side. I mean, so I don't think it was like everybody or anything like that. And the other thing too is only Brandon knows what's going on in his foot. I mean, I you know I can't I can't tell you definitively what he's feeling in his foot. I can just tell you what other uh, you know some other people think about it. Um, but but I will say just just generally, I don't get the sense that the Pelicans are a hundred percent locked into the CJ CJ. B.I. Zion trio going into next season. Now, if I had to bet on it today, I would say that all three of those guys are back. I think that's like, you know, the most likely outcome, but I, I do not get the sense that they are wedded to that. You know, number one, because of um, like the unreliability issues from Zion and Brandon in the past two seasons. And number two, I think the way the CBA changed some things, you know, I think it's going to be kind of an environment where you can have two really high paid guys and then you got to fill it out with role players. I just think in the environment moving forward, it's going to be difficult to have three guys making 25, 30 mil, you know, which, which CJ Brandon and Zion are all going to be making the next couple of years. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I think they go have, they definitely have decisions to make. Um, <clears throat> just to follow up on that at the, the exit interviews, Griff promise uh, changes top to bottom uh, on the, you know, throughout the organization. My question is, so we see that a restructuring happened in the training department. We see Borrego hired on the coaching staff. But my question is, as far as like the restructuring of the training department, does that mean like Nelson is no longer with the organization? And with the hiring of Borrego, does that mean that Casey Hill is gone? Because there's been no mention of Casey Hill or Nelson's actual like tenure with the team going forward or his, his position. I'm honestly not sure on the, on the Casey Hill thing. I've kind of heard conflicting things and I, I don't know anything definitively, you know, as far as the Aaron Nelson issue goes, you know, whether he is around the team next year, it kind of just depends on, on who you talk to. I mean, I had a couple of people, um, or generally, generally give me pretty good information, say like they would be surprised if he's around the team next year, um, but you know, when you talk to like the people in charge of the team, you know, you're, you're not getting as, as firm of an answer. Um, you know, from my understanding, it will be, if he's, if he's back with the team next year, it'll be with a different title. Um, you know, I, I think he will not 
have as much power if he's around the team next year. Um, you know, he was given an incredible amount of power when he came in four years ago. Two of the three head coaches he worked with hated the amount of power he had and did not like working with him at all. Um, and you know, I, I asked, I reached out to Aaron directly um, and just asked him for a comment, like, "Hey, man, what do you want to say about this situation?" What do you, you know, I asked him, "What do you expect your role to be going forward with this team?" And he just told me, um, "You know, he's he's basically still working out those details with the team." So, you know, that's straight from the horse's mouth of not exactly sure at this point in time. Chaz, go ahead. First, first, I want to want to compliment you on you, you take a lot of risk, man, and I'm sure it has to. Um, it has to get annoying at some point. People questioning your journalistic integrity when you you do this for real. Like, like you know, you're. I don't personally consider myself to be a media member, but you as an actual media member and dealing with some of the scrutiny you face with it's just Twitter. But still, you know, it has to get tiresome at some point. But so I want to compliment you on your journalistic integrity. But secondly, um, for me, it's kind of lands to Lito's point. I personally, I don't see a point in keeping this trio together. I think just from a logistical standpoint when Brandon's contract rapidly expiring, he's probably at peak value this off season. And you really don't know what's going to happen going into next season. And the results haven't really been there when you've seen, you know, Zion getting injured is kind of like a thing at this point. So you have to kind of presume that he's going to miss at minimum 10 to 10 to 20 games next year. You have to kind of presume it. But he's such an elite talent. You, you're going to hold on to that talent, especially considering he's in the first year of his five-year extension with no options versus Brandon, who's, again, it's on a two-year contract and who knows if he even wants to come back. So in your, in your you know, estimation, do you think it's even worth keeping this trio together when you look at everything in totality? Yeah, I mean, I like I wouldn't I wouldn't make a bad deal or anything, and I wouldn't say we got to send Brandon out um, just to send him out and like just get back crap or anything. I mean, I would right. I think I would only do it if it was a deal I felt good about, definitely. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of conflicted about it because like we've we've this team has been to you know some of these main guys have been together for four years. Then the highest they finish in the Western Conference is is ninth place, and I just think like. It looks great on paper, but you know, like there's only so many times you can bring a core back and and they fail, you know, where it just becomes kind of who you are without shaking things up. I mean, on on the other hand, too, it's like these dudes are are both so young. I mean, what is Brandon? 25, 26. Brandon Zion is uh, what 20, 21, 22. I mean, like er, early 20s and mid 20s. Um, and it's not really a question for either of them with talent to me. Like they both have incredible talent. I mean, I think Zion is just staying healthy and Brandon is a mentality thing to me. It's like, if you can bottle what you did those last 15 games of the regular season and do that more consistently over an 82 game season, like, Oh, you're everything I want on this team. I mean, I feel like those guys have the talent to be like the best player in the second best player in a championship team. But like, you know, the questions are, work ethic, you know, mentality, like commitment to being a professional. Those are all the, the things I don't know. And, and one quick follow, because we spoke about this prior to you coming on. You know, sometimes, you know, we, we hear about Griff as a micromanager in the national media and um, even somewhat in the local media. But you also hear things about kind of like, you know, Zion kind of calling his own shots in some instances and even Brandon kind of calling his own shots. So, is, is it like a, a, a middle part of that? Because a lot of the times it seems more so like the, the tail is wagging the dog 
versus Griff being this super, you know, micromanager guy? Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, an interesting question. I mean, I think if you talk to um, Alvin, certainly he would have felt like, you know, Griff is trying to take a little too much control of the situation and, and let me coach my team. Um, you know, I, I think like Stan, for the most part, felt like Griff let him do his job. I think he had a lot of issues with with Aaron Nelson and how much power he was given. And I guess you could relate that back to Griff. But I mean, from Willie, like, I, you know, there's never been a peep of, well, he doesn't like working with him. It seems like it's been a, a pretty good partnership in the two years those guys have been together. They seem like they've pretty been pretty aligned. But yeah, I think I would kind of agree with you on like the 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 best two players kind of do what they want a lot of the time. Um, you know, like, and I, I think like, you know, maybe like a legitimate gripe is they weren't hard enough on Zion at the very beginning. Like, I don't know if they set expectations for like, Hey man, you got to be in this good of shape. Like you gotta, you gotta be getting to practice at this time. Um, I think there's some legitimacy to that. But on the other hand, I mean, you know, he was supposed to be out with that, that lateral meniscus injury six to eight weeks. And, he was out 13 weeks, and part of it was like, well, you got to hit these benchmarks before you come back. He wanted to play, um, and that, you know, like them trying to be strict about that didn't really work either. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, it's it's complicated why it has just not worked with Zion and like why him and Griff have clashed at times. Um, but like, it, yeah, those two guys at times have just unfortunately been oil and water and i don't know i mean like i think griff all he can do is like try to put the right environment and get the right coaches around those two guys and at some point it's like okay i think those things are pretty good now maybe at the beginning they weren't like i think it's a good roster i think it's going to be a pretty good staff going into next season like at some point it's just on the main two guys like y'all gotta be stars yep. uh christian what are your thoughts on the borrego hire uh, and what did you, what do you like about him and, and what are some cons, uh, about him? Yeah. So I was, I, you know, I kind of heard that the, the relationship with Willie green was one of the driving forces behind this move. Um, James Rigo had, had coached Willie twice. One is an assistant in new Orleans. He was an assistant on the 2010, 11 Hornets team that Monty was in charge of. And then again, with the Orlando magic, James Brego was the interim coach when Jack Vaughn got fired. That was Willie Green's last season in Orlando. Um, and, you know, I think Willie was 33, 34, or something like that, you know, at the end of his career. And, and Borrego was playing him. Like, you can go read an old, old Orlando Sentinel article where it was like, you could tell they were like, oh, Willie Green's like getting heavy rotation minutes right now. And they're asking Borrego about it. So clearly there was a, a trust there. You know, one, it was a player coach relationship. And it se still seems like it's a, a very positive relationship. I thought it was a good hire. I mean, I think. They need some help on on the offensive end. They finished twentieth in points scored per hundred possessions last season. Um, you know, I know the main three guys hardly ever played together. I'd still say that's a pretty disappointing mark. Um, you know, they're retaining Jaron Collins, who I think is a a pretty good assistant in this league. He got an interview, you know, to be a finalist with the Detroit Pistons, and he was a guy who ran the defense for the Pelicans last year, which was pretty good. So, you know, I'm looking at this like. All right, you got Willie Green, who I think does a good job of reaching people, and I think overall has done a nice job. Um, definitely some things he could work on. Um, Jaron Collins, who you know was the defensive coordinator of a good defense last year, and you got you got uh, James Borrego coming in to run the offense, and like I like that. I think that's you know a, a strong 
like three headed monster, you know, as far as your top three guys in the coaching staff. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I like the way um, I, I, I was watching some film. I just like the way it's, it's, there's more off ball movement. There's more screening. It seems like that that is a focal point. And I think that Borrego using Zion and if JV's here or whatever center's here and running CJ off and Brandon off, I, th- I think is a, a, a good fit. But go ahead, Leo. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I want to ask you about the draft. Um, <clears throat> obviously, the Pelicans have the 14th pick. And uh, I just wanted to ask you, is there, have you heard any rumblings of maybe us moving up or, or down or, and, or have you heard any guys the Pelicans could be linked to as far as like draft wise? Yeah, man. I mean, there's, I feel like there's, this is my fourth year covering this team. And I feel like there's always rumblings like Griff, Griff <laughs> likes to look at a, he likes to look at a number of different deals, like a very creative deal maker, I'd say. And like they, you know, my, my kind of read on it is they look at a wide range of outcomes and, and just like consider a lot of things as possibilities. So yeah, I definitely think there's a possibility that 14 could be on the move. I mean, maybe you could attach it with Jonas Valanciunas. Maybe you could attach it with somebody else. If you want to do something really splashy, I mean, I could see them trying to go up. I could see them trying to move back and, you know, maybe you trade back to the end of the first round and, and, you know, you get like more shooting and you do something different at starting center. So I think there's a wide range of options. Um, I think some guys were intriguing to me at that spot that I think the Pelicans will at least take a look at Derek Lively center out of Duke, mm. uh, CD Sissoko, a uh, kid from G league ignite. Um, you know, like I, I don't think they need any certain one position. Like I could see them going guard wing or big just because there's, you know, a lot of pretty good guys at a different spots on this roster already. I mean, and to me, they, they kind of have a type, like they like, they want to be a big team. Like they like guys who have versatility. They like guys with length. Um, so, you know, if they took a guy and he didn't check some of those boxes, I would be surprised. They definitely have a type. Well, Christian, can I ask, how far up could the Pelicans move? <laughs> how far up how, how far up <laughs> well do you guys think the the spurs will trade the number one pick <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably not <laughs> the, two, the two the two on here right now Lito hey. and chaz uh, are big scoot guys christian I, I actually have something prepared for you because i knew you were coming on <laughs> you give me give me one second because i you know i believe you know sometimes you know i'm, I'm not sure if you believe in destiny but you know there's a lot of parallels to what's happening with um, the Pelicans and um, the Charlotte Hornets. Um, you know, of course, you know, Brandon Ingram was the number two pick. <laughs> Charlotte happens to have the number two pick. You know, Brandon Ingram is from North Carolina. Charlotte happens to be in North Carolina. Uh, you just hired James Regno, who had. I feel like you guys are trying to say something. Well, you know me. I come on, say I don't want to get you. <laughs> what's the move. I'll tell you this one: Is there any chance? Is there any chance that they move up to number two? Is there any chance? I I have not asked any of them directly if they would. Um, so I can't say one way or the other. I mean, I I think I can say with confidence that there are definitely some fans of, of Scoot Henderson in that front office. And mm. I can understand why, like I personally think Scoot is awesome. And you know, like I would, I would want him at guard if I was running a team, like he's a crazy athlete. Like he seems like he's, he's got a great mentality. He's been a pro for two years already. Like I just like a lot of different things about him. I mean, he's from the South too. I think he's from the Atlanta area. Yeah, um, so, you know, 
maybe that helps with like comfortability in New Orleans. But yeah, I think like there's definitely some fans of, of Scoot in that front office. And uh, there's probably a lot of fans of Scoot. Like I think dude is sick. Yeah, he's, he's really good. Yeah, he, <laughs> can, I, can I ask you this, Christian? Do you think, do you think Griff would survive a reset? Because even when we talk about the 14 pick and looking at guys at 14, I'm like, oh man, you draft a guy at 14. He might not be ready for the next. Like you got a Dyson Daniels type situation. You drafted this guy eight. Dyson Daniels, we, you know, Dyson Daniels may not be ready until his second contract potentially because he's so raw. So if you draft the guy at 14, you're hoping to get a Trey Murphy type situation. But more than likely, you'll probably get a guy who needs a couple couple of years, you know, and we've seen the hesitancy with this coaching staff to play young guys, um, you know, right away. Um, unless it's the playing game, you know, then they'll just, you know, destroy a guy out there. But um, yeah, so I don't even know if Griff, well, you think Griff survives a reset? He's like, I'm blowing this trio up. Let me go get a guy like Scoot and just, uh, you know, kick that salary cap can down the road a little bit. Uh, to me, that's that's one of the most interesting questions about all this. And, and I honestly, I don't know. I mean, like if you're just looking at it, you the best two players on this team, you got one of them because you're lucky enough to win the lottery in 2012 and get Anthony Davis and that didn't work out. And then you traded him. And then the blue chip guy you got back was Brandon Ingram. You got the other one because you won the lottery again. You know, like this franchise has won two of the best lotteries in the last 15 years. You know, their best two players are on the roster because of it. And all you have in four years is highest you finished is, is ninth place. And you got two playoff wins. Like just, I think that would be difficult to survive where you say, I'm going to take a step back. Like, I think you would, you really want that guy to, to, you know, like be good immediately. And just 19 year olds very rarely are. Um, but, but I could also see him, you know, convincing them. I don't know. Like Griff is a, he's a survivor, man. He wriggles out of a lot of stuff. So <laughs> I would never, I would never say like definitively like, yeah, he's done. Like there's times when I'm like, Man, I don't, I don't know if he can survive this, where he just gets out of it. So, um, you know, I, I listen to the the podcast with like Ben Golliver and Andrew Sharp a lot, and uh, Ben Golliver always calls Andrew Sharp like a grease pig, like he just gets out of situations. And hey, I, I personally like Griffin; I think he's a good executive, but he's got a little grease pig, man. He just wriggles out of stuff sometimes, <laughs> and it is impressive. It's impressive. <laughs> Uh, Christian, man, we can't thank you enough for uh, taking time joining the show, man. Keep up the great work. We love, you know having you on the show and we love reading your work, man. So uh, once again, Christian Clark, Nola.com. If you haven't, make sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel from the wing podcast, find him on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. So Christian appreciate you and get you out of here before the finals. I know uh, you're about to go watch game two. Who, who you got tonight? Oh, I'm a, I'm a little worried. I think that really? I think the heat are going to come back and it's going to definitely begin. I'll pick Denver. I mean, I'll pick Denver, but I think it's, I think it's going to be competitive. Uh, I'm kind of wondering is, is Kevin Love just going to start on Jokic That's like so from, weird. from the jump here and just like try to rough him up a little bit and have Bam be that kind of that Rover. Oh, yeah, that, that was, but it's spell, man. He's one of the best in the game. So yeah. appreciate you, Christian. Thanks for everything, man. Hey, thanks, thanks for having me on guys. Thank you, man. Take care. Christian Clark from Noel.com. Uh Wow. A lot of information. Uh, yeah, Lito. Uh, we'll wrap up here. The last we got 13 minutes. I can't believe you brought that out. Like, <laughs> I went to Lowe's today. I just happened to have this. Dude. Um, I, I went to Lowe's today. I was like, hey, I can use that. Lito, thoughts. I mean, I feel like he, he said a lot. 
Uh, I don't even yeah. really feel like I had a chance to. Can, uh, can, can I, can, uh, you know what, I'll paraphrase, because I know both of y'all are very excited about this. Uh, there are fans in the front office that are fans of Scoot Henderson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. Did that, uh. Yeah, I mean, like, is he, does that mean, like, he's coming to visit? Is he, is he, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is he, is he go get, they go get him in a building and not let him leave? Like, I, I just wonder, like, what extent do you, how, who was how much do you love him? Was it, who, who locked the play? Was it DeAndre Jordan? Who locked yeah, him in the it house? Was, uh, yeah, it was yeah Blake, the Clippers. Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin yeah, locked Blake him Griffin yeah. locked him in the house. That's yeah, wild. Griffin, yeah. Griffin, <laughs> That's Griffin, wild. Griffin, Griffin gonna pull a piano out and put it in front of a door. Yeah, so can't, can't roll out. Uh, no, not, no. Not, I mean, I like hearing that though. I mean, I like I like yeah. the mind state that they're on. Like, I don't know what they gonna have to do to get him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know the um, the the path to scoop. I mean, you have additional picks you can always sell. Um, then also hearing, you know, they're not 100% on the big three. I, 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 that was, um, Chaz, that was interesting because, uh, the big, he didn't specify a name, but he just (laughs) mentioned the big three. Uh, Chaz, what were your thoughts on that? You know, um, just to make it plain and look, Brandon's my brother. I want Brandon to get as much money as he can get. I want Brandon to get billions of dollars absolutely right but i just don't want you to get it here i want i want i want you to go somewhere else and succeed and spread your wings and fly like a pelican but um crazy. <laughs> like a pelican right because to be to be um to be totally transparent man yo all right you're saying that you you credit cj's professionalism we know griff and the staff they probably have even more affinity for cj after considering how he played through injury this year is setting an example, right? You have a generational talent who, to be real, he been stealing money, but he ain't been stealing a lot of money because he was stealing his rookie scale contract. Now, if he go into this five year deal with no options and he's stealing money, then now you got a problem. <laughs> now, now he's a Chandler Parsons type thief. Yeah, you don't want to be Chandler Parsons. So you got that situation, and you got Brandon who's realistically at peak value right now you don't know if he even would want to come back as a free agent he's never really been a free agent before necessarily he's gonna and you hear people saying he's being recruited by other teams um you know he's throwing his weight around a little bit and and you know front office you know well around the organization throwing his weight around a little bit um one all-star appearance you know that first year under his last you know last contract haven't really come close to being reaching that level of success again. And, you know, not to his fault injuries. Sometimes you can't help it, but you can help, you know, plan through some things you've been cleared for, you know, you, you can't help yourself in that situation. And to, to final point, let's say Zion goes down this season mm-hmm. and Brandon is healthy, 82 games. In my opinion, I'm going to say, so what? I think it's still a lottery team. No, nah, nah, not if he plays 82. No. Okay. No. But it's, because I think that if 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 Brandon gave me how many play forty six this year forty five forty five if he gave me I had this conversation the other day if he gave me sixty five I think they're a top six seed but 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 you're I know you're a big context guy I know the Western Conference was down this year I understand no, that no, no context be damned if they were to reach top six this this year context be damned but okay. you also got to take into account. Zion did play 29 games. I'm saying take Zion out of the equation. Like fully out. Yeah, take him out of the equation. Brandon, if you, you moved on from Zion, Brandon is your best player. His team's terrible. 
Like this is not a good team, and that's just the. I, can can I? I don't want to cut you off, Chess. No, nah, good. Terrible is a strong word. I don't think they're terrible. I think I don't think they're terrible. Right. I think they're average. I don't think they're terrible. Okay. I think Brandon. Once again, if Brandon played like he did the last what Leo three or four weeks, mm-hmm. and yeah, Chaz, the the schedule was weak. No, not not on that. He had two months off. No, I I know whatever. <laughs> I, I'm saying screw that. But if Brandon's gonna play like that right. for the last three or four weeks, like I yeah, thought he, he was, I thought he took it to another level there. Um, yeah. You don't think that 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 they could. You, you still think that I think, I think this team, I think if he played as well as Shea Gilders Alexander all season, let's mm-hmm. say he played all season that yeah. well. Yeah. This is a play-in team. In my, in my is opinion. that his fault or is that more of Rosh? No, nah, it's not. It's not totally his fault, but it costs to be the boss. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's you, why. You, yeah. And listen, when you're one of the highest player, highest paid players on the, on the team, I understand. Um, let me get y'all's final mm-hmm. thoughts on this. I want to get y'all's mm-hmm. final thoughts on this. Uh, and shout out once again to Christian Clark. Because yeah. I, I think he he's a reporter, Chaz. And I'm glad that you said that because you know people like give him a hard time. He's doing his job, and he does right. it at a very high level, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Something that you know the Saints side have, you know, Nick Underhill, and, and they got Triplett, and they got Jeff Dunn. They got a lot of guys that like really, you know, Chris Roswell. Roswell, yeah, thank you. The, yeah. Of course, Buku Media. Um, they hold the team accountable, right? Um, and they're not scared to give their thoughts. Yeah. Christian does not care. He is going to report what he hears and what he thinks. And most of the time, he's right. So mm. I want to hear your thoughts, Lito, of teammates not liking how Brandon couldn't play through, I guess, minor injuries. Now, also, we can't put ourselves in Brandon's injury, or body. Yeah. Um, but what were your... I thought that was an interesting... What are your thoughts on that? Because... Well, let me ask you this. Who do you think? Who do you think was not happy? Because I, I have a clear answer, and I, I, I think it's I mean, I, very obvious. I think that, the, if I'm not mistaken, it came out that Larry Nance and CJ. Those are my two guys. Yeah. That's what I would think. Yeah, like I, I think that – I think the – I don't remember when it was, but it came out that Larry Nance, I think in December, had tried to talk him yeah. into playing before. Do you think maybe was. JV would, be, would also oh, yeah, be yeah, part absolutely. of that? I, got, I, think, like, I think Griff I, alluded to that as well. So you you think it'd be JV Larry? I personally, I think I think it was JV Larry and CJ that were upset, and I think people like the younger guys, like Trey, Jose, Jax, like those guys are, as you heard Christian say, like eh, it's Brandon, you know, that's my guy. I know better. Yeah. So so is there a little divide? Is there like this little divide uh, right there? I wouldn't say so. Do you think it's a big deal? I mean, I I feel like. If the vet, I, yeah, like, yeah, it's a big deal because I'm busting my ass and I want you to do the same. Right. So, yeah, it's a big deal in, in, the, in the terms of, and if we being totally, totally honest, yeah, the, you saw the 46 games he played. If he'd have played seven more games, we, top six. Yeah, like it would have been a different in the seating position. You may not have been playing, you know what I'm saying? Or you would have got a high, higher playing seat. Um, I do think it, it's a big deal. Um, <clears throat> I think that I think that uh, you were at, were you asking about Chris Christian Clark? I don't know what I was asking. I was, I was just talking like circle. <laughs> I was like, I, just, I was talking. I was to, to make I, sure. I, I'm just like because because Christian did actually just and shot once again. Christian, he, he said a lot of stuff there, but I, 
I did not want to get off the show and not talk about that because I thought that was an important part of the article. And I, I want to hear Leo's thought and, and then I will get Chaz's thoughts on do you think that's a big deal moving into the offseason and then moving into the next season? I think it's a big deal. Like, is an oh shit, like, damn, man, I, I kind of just got called out. I mean, I feel like you should feel bad about it. Brandon. Yeah. Like, again, I'm not, if he hurt, he hurt. But if it's something minor where your teammates feel like you can step through, you know what I'm saying? And especially when you see you you got a guy who had a torn labrum, played through it. Um, a guy, Larry, who had multiple injuries throughout the season, you know, did his, did his, did his damnedest. And, you know, we, we to be honest, like, I, I killed CJ often. Often. So did I. I killed Larry often. But you killed them for their performance. I understand the injuries affected that. Um, but it, it was it was still the right thing to do. I killed him because, okay, and this is my thing. I, I respect you playing injured, but I think you got to adjust your injury, your style of play during the injury. And he was still, you know, being CJ when he could, he didn't really have all the tools in his tool set. Uh, and, and that's the, the real reason I, I would, point. I would, you know, kill him. You know what I'm saying? Like, other than that, like, yo, I totally respect you going out there and, and giving you, giving everything you had. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know, man. Like Christian said, Griff was a, he was, he was a grease pig. Like Griff slippery. And he, he's a, he's a, he's a, he, I, I like to refer to him as a used car salesman just because like, he could get out of a jam. And the thing is, like, we talking about Brandon's toe injury. We don't even know what it was classified as. It came out as one thing. It got reassessed to something else. And then, you know, it got called something else in the end. And then we don't know what happened with Zion's setback. I wanted to ask Christian about that, and I, I literally just thought about it. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to say, I know. Uh, I, just yes. can't, I just can't say publicly. <laughs> Chaz, uh, what are your thoughts on um? Uh, the uh, <laughs> teammates being frustrated. I'm I'm not surprised again. We we heard about this and heard about more than teammates being frustrated. And you know, Griff at the end of the season, Presley, you know, he was stealing my rhymes, talking about if anybody's going to say you can't make the club in the tub, it's JV. It's like Griff, you're stealing my rhymes, brother. At least shot me out. So I think, and we heard about we heard about JV being frustrated. You know, during the season with how oh, he was, he was and I think she, yeah, he, he was, um, yeah. He was pretty vocal about it too in the locker room. Uh, yeah. So this this isn't <sighs> something we're really surprised about to hear, you know. Um, and see, if it was just this year, if it was an isolated incident, I me personally, I'd be more than happy to give Brandon the benefit of the doubt. But we heard about this dating back to last year, and that was the issue. Because in Christian's article, he mentioned the last two years. But, yeah. He didn't just say it was this yeah, year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, um, so he said it was the last. Two years, and you know, and that's stuff we know. You know, Zion goes to Portland. Other people, other people, you know, they they do they think sometimes. You know, what I'm saying other people, people be disappearing sometimes. Sometimes you need a little sabbatical. And um, but to be honest, truthfully, again, it's about the asset at the end of the day. You have a, a rapidly depreciating asset as far as contractually, and you have a guy who's entering a five year deal with no options, who's younger, who objectively depending on how you feel maybe a better player maybe a better floor raiser for the team um i think you just got to get that element out of the locker room and chaz i was um you're, you're really intelligent with the contract situations in the cap space but i'm pretty sure zion's first two years um they're i think they're like i don't know so i think he gets a like fully guaranteed but after three four and five i think it's a team option and he has no option is that correct 
Um, I, I, I think I read it off Bobby Marks, and don't quote yeah. me on it, but it's mm-hmm. something along the lines of like it's very team friendly. Yeah, it's three, three, four, and five. Yeah, I, honestly, I think Zion's agent did a very questionable job. <laughs> I, I, don't thought, I, think, I don't know how much. Yeah, how much leverage he got? I, I yeah. think I think Zion bet on himself a lot with that with that contract. And um, again, I'm I rather count on a guy having a Joel Embiid, you know, type. Phoenix yeah. rising from the ashes type thing yeah. versus this is a perpetual issue. And it's not just because it's, you know, you words matter. It's an, it's an attitude issue. Right. You know, it's it's not a, a really good attitude. I've watched some film scoot. Closing thoughts, Lito. Um, fire Nelly. I'm sorry. Um, Reassign. Reassign Nelly, fired Nelly. <laughs> we don't know. Um, we don't know. And I thought it was interesting about Case Hill, but uh, two big moves this week. What, what are you? Are you back on board? Are you like why, seeing more changes? Why are there no clear answers? As has there ever been a clear answer since Griff's gotten here? That's not a problem. Like I feel like that's crazy. Like I'm asking you, like just a yes or no question, and you telling me about your cousin around the corner with a bake sale. Like, I <laughs> I just want to know. Is 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 Nelson still on the staff? Is Casey Hill fired? That's all I need to know. Uh, am I? I mean, are you happy about the moves? I'm happy about Nelson. Barrego. I'm happy about Borrego for sure. I think that's an upgrade. I mean, it's about to diss Casey Hill. Uh, I think it's an upgrade, and um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like you know any office of mine to to add to to Willie's uh uh assortment of coaches like it'll help um that was the only move made. i mean technically that was the only move made so yeah. far so yeah i mean i love it keep keep doing it i'm excited for the draft i'm excited to see you know how that how that plays out yeah moves around it yeah chas what are your, what are your thoughts for the last week um i'm I felt like again i feel like it was a little late in the offseason for me, I would have liked, especially since you got a guy who's not coming from one of those uh, playoff teams. Can I, I cut believe. you? Can I, can I cut you off? I'm mm-hmm. gonna cut you off. I, I think they're waiting on Borrego because I think Borrego's actually in one, in one of the runnings for. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Milwaukee as well, right? Like, yeah. A lot so of people... that's why I think it was. I think it was late with Borrego. Um, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Ali. Go ahead, Lito. What you say? No, no, no. I was just gonna say. I mean, as we doing this podcast, Sam Cassell just got hired to. Who? Sam Cassell. He just got hired to. Uh, the Celtics as an assistant under Missoula. That's nice. Dang. That's so he left. Nice. He left the Clippers. Yeah, that's real nice. I, I like yeah. that. That's gonna be good for them. Tal- hey, the- <laughs> that's gonna be good for them. Yo, yeah. Hold on, Justin. Don't don't say nothing we ain't supposed to say, Justin. Oh, hold on. What you mean? What you mean? <laughs> but not. Nah, yeah, like, Chad said that. What? Yeah, Chad- like you know. Hey. It's hard knowing. But, but no, nah, I think I like the move. Give give Willie some support guy with head coaching experience. Um, hopefully we see the buy-in from the players. And uh with Nelson, man, again, a guy doesn't just go from being uh yeah, this world-renowned, you know, guy to he comes here and now he has no idea what he's doing. Now he's Dr. Kevorkian. So, you know, uh, I think I think there's 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 some nuance to that because, again, these these two these two players, man, tail wagging the dog. So 
need some buy-in to whoever takes over the medical staff and whoever joins the coaching. Staff. And I'm glad you met. Oh, wow. One more. I just got that. I'm going to let you get to your, I'm going to let you get to your, to your point. Right? <laughs> I, I needed you Yo. to see. Yo, listen, the medical staff, the, excuse me, the restructuring of the training staff happened, but is mm -hmm. the hospital still the same? Oh yeah. It, yeah. It's still, it's still on MLK Boulevard. It's still going to be one of those. So I mean, like King County don't have, don't um, have organ donor on your ID. <laughs> uh, listen, man. I, I, I'll say with a headache, leave with a hole in the head. Yeah, I, I'll say I'll say this. It's on Brandon's eye on him moving forward. All right, like you, you got Stan fired. Uh, Who got Stan gone. fired? Brandon. Might as well say it now. Nah. Well, uh, Aaron Nelson's gone. You got a new. You got a new offensive coach. We got. We got to see results. Got to see results. But this is a big year for Griff. Brandon, if he's there, and Zion. And Willie Green. And, and Willie Green. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Love to hear your thoughts. Ah, oh, Chaz. Uh, <laughs> I wish you, I wish you would uh warn me when you do these things. Like, oh, comment, love subscribe. It. Love to hear your thoughts. Presented <laughs> you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Boot Crew Media. Also, shout out Company Burger, located at 4600 for Red Street. And the Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Propel's Talk. We will see y'all either Tuesday, Wednesday, and then next Sunday night. Scoot to Brandon, the boot. Brandon, come back. Got y'all screaming now. Brandon, Scoot come to the back. Boot. Chaz wrong. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Christian Clark, for joining the show. See y'all later. <laughs>